At a critical time when young people must make decisions that will shape their future, the people who become dependent upon marijuana are dependent on an escape that makes the unreal seem beautiful and the reality of life seem unnecessary. All right, everybody, welcome to Twist and Talk, episode number four. I'm Nate. This is Monty. This is Cam. And today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to take the same strain from three different producers and kind of do a side-by-side comparison with, uh, what, bong hits, joints. I don't know if we're going to roll a blunt this time or not. But Yeah, uh, I'm down. Yeah, we should definitely do a blunt. Yeah, um, I don't know why we went in. We, uh, we were going to bring the Terp Sammy to the table, weren't we? Oh, yeah, yes, Terp sure. Sammy time. Finally, finally getting it in there. Oh, yeah. And it's and gonna, be, it's gonna be a Terp Sammy Parfait style, or you know what? It's, it, I don't know exactly how we're gonna do this yet. We can talk about that later. Yep. We're All right. Preparing it, we'll definitely uh, do videos of preparing that while we're doing it. Um. So the three producers that we have. So the strain that we're doing is Gorilla Glue, Gorilla Glue Number Four, and uh, we have it from Rocket, which is a like a mid-level producer as far as price goes. But I definitely would put them on the level of some of the higher ends quite often. Yeah. Their uh, their product is definitely running the game at what at Cushman's Linwood we sell for a thirty dollar eighth, so right. I don't think it really much much compares to what Rocket's putting out at that price point. No, their stuff is really high quality. They do a really great cure and trim job on their on their flower and stuff. Yeah, I believe it's Hydro too. Really yeah. good, really well grown Hydro. One of the better trims in the game. Um, I actually have a friend that works there. Shout out Melinda. Um, nice. But she. Uh, she was telling me that the owner will actually pull out a microscope um, like with the computer hooked up so you can see it on the monitor and uh, go in there and show them the trichome heads and uh, kind of explain to them like each one of those bulbous trichome heads has, you know, the terpenes and the cannabinoids in it. And that's really what we're after. So if you're, you know, chopping all that off or, or you know, ruining it with the scissors, um, you're not going to have as effective of a product. And so he was explaining to him how to take just the tip of the scissors, get it right down in the center of the stem and just pull out what you don't want. And you can see it in their weed. It's all the trichomes are, uh, still glistening and, uh, their, their, uh, their weed looks just really good. There's no, there's no leaf on it. No extra, hardly any stems. Like I bet you could put most of those nuggets in a grinder. And, and probably not worry about too many stems. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. You got one open right now? I do, I do. So right now I'm looking at the at the Rocket, which we mentioned. And so I didn't even say the other companies. So we've got it from Rocket, then Sensimilia, which is also at the same price point. I don't think it's as high quality, but I've definitely bought it multiple, multiple times. I usually buy it more in the ounce because you start saving a little money on that that level. I really like Sensimia's mm-hmm. Gorilla Glue as well. Yeah, the ounce price is excellent. It's like 150 and it's a just really good smoking ounce. So once again, they do a really nice trim. And uh, I feel like you don't get any extra scrap and no like no leafy buds, no, no no big stems. No, they... No, I really not too much to say about Sensimia. They do they do a pretty good job all around. I think they ran into a uh, packaging issue for a while when they put all their stuff in a frosted bag. Um, you know, so yeah, that one's really, Sensimia, yeah. It's really neither here nor there for quality wise. It's just kind of a an a, like a, a a bad marketing thing on their behalf. Yeah, they need to they need to get the clear bags as opposed to the opaque bags so people can see the quality of their read a lot better. That is one of the downfalls of them. 
I'm holding two of the nugs side by side. I'm holding two of the nugs side by side, trying to get it in the right light. That's why I'm going away from the microphone. But uh, they're very hard to do, very hard to tell which one's which. I think that the Sensamilia one has a little bit like harder nugs, whereas the Gorilla Glue seems like it may be stretching out a little bit more in comparison. And uh, then the third company we have it from. The third company we have it from is what I would consider to be all of our one of our favorite growers in the store, and that's Doghouse. And they just do that's and that's at the forty dollar eighth level, and they just do a phenomenal job across the board. Everything that they produce is phenomenal, including their Gorilla Glue, which is really uncomparable to most other people. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. I love Doghouse. They are some of the best growers. <clears throat> so. Uh, Gorilla Glue number four is Sour Dub crossed with Chem Sister times a chocolate diesel. Um, so that's that's where it's going it, to it. It definitely has that chocolatey thing. It almost reminds me of the smell of like uh, coffee grounds, like fresh, fresh coffee grounds and epoxy maybe at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could see why they call it glue. Yeah, you definitely smell the epoxiness in there. Yeah. More like, and it, yeah, it's really crazy. It's funny too. Fun story is there's a cease and desist order out on the name Gorilla Glue number four because I'm sure people have heard of uh, Gorilla Glue as as an actual glue. Oh yeah, um, and they have been serving companies that are selling uh, weed mm. under the Gorilla Glue moniker. If it's spelled the same, if it look, if it's if it's even marketed to look the same, anything anything close to that, and it's kind of funny because it's Gorilla Glue is not the only company to be doing that too. Anything associated with uh, Disney or candy brands like uh like uh what was it um mars mars is doing a lot of stuff or anything like skittles um, they, so i didn't know if the skittles was a washington state law for kids or if it was the actual skittles brand no it was an actual skittles brand. And, assist on mm-hmm. that. and same thing with things like uh last like jedi strains Dar- De- like death yeah. star things like that um yeah disney's put a, a cease and desist and all those yeah, as well again, i didn't know if that was disney or just because in washington state you're not allowed to market things that could uh, seem appealing to kids mm-hmm. and i feel that star wars and skittles are both falling underneath that that heading so i wasn't sure which which was the cause of that right it could but you know skittles have been around ever since before kids were kids mm-hmm. <laughs> um i know an old one was uh the old strain juicy fruit from way back that one had uh gotten in some trouble and they changed the name to fruity juice (laughs) but it did taste exactly like juicy fruit gum it was pretty phenomenal weed you can still kind of find it but i haven't had anything that was as good as it was back in the day yeah the only juicy fruit oh i haven't had those strain called apple jacks you can smoke that one at all never never that one was a good one I couldn't tell you what what it was a cross of it sounds like some kind of like cinderella and like maybe jack herrera cross but it was great. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know that. what brought the apple in on the Apple Jacks. And it, it was one of those ones that I don't feel like was very lo- around very long in medical days. Or like around, like, I don't know, 2010 or something. Mm-hmm. Or pre-medical days, but right on the verge. Right. That one kind of hits me like uh, today's like jelly bean a little bit. Kind of has like this bright, like sativa, but like kind of like happy, uplifting feeling. All what right. You, what's, what's in the bong right now? So I just loaded up a bong hit of the Rocket Gorilla Glue. What I'm going to prefer, my preferred method to really compare these is we got a brand new fresh clean bong and I'm going to take a bong hit of each one side by side, back to back and see which one tastes the best and if there's any immediate different head rush between them. For sure. I don't <laughs> nice. know. Sounds good. I feel like in the end, 
weed just gets me high. And yes, I do feel different feelings. Like sometimes I feel like I could write the greatest rap album in the world. And sometimes I feel like I could take the best nap in the world. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> so I do feel that difference. But a lot of times if I'm just going to smoke three different grill, goes, I don't think the longevity of the high between three is going to change much. Probably not. At least we, we would hope that they all are going to hit very similarly, you know. And now we got these new mics. We'll see what it sounds like me taking a bong hit off mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope it sounds a little better for you guys because we got uh, three actual like personal mics as opposed to one room mic. So the background noise should be a little less intense. Yeah, like you definitely would have heard me hit that before. Whereas I don't think you heard me much now. Not near as bad. Not near as yeah. bad. Mm. <laughs> huh? Still hear that cough though. <laughs> Undeniable, baby. Mm. Tastes really good. Makes my mouth water. So I've been at work all day long. I haven't smoked in quite a few hours. Mm. Instantly hit me in my eyes. That's what's up. Like right now, my eyes are just halfway shut all of a sudden. I always feel instantly high from Gorilla Glue. It's like one of those ones that doesn't really linger around. It's not a creeper strain. Right. Mm -hmm. It's instant. And I love the way that. Uh, Monty's always described it to customers as uh, a sugar high, high. Yeah, like a sugar rush high. Mm -hmm. To where the first first hour, maybe up to two hours, you're going to feel a little bit more of a sativa high from it. Maybe a little more, whoa, cat. Maybe a little more uh, productive or, um, you know, more sativa feeling. And then it will slowly fade to more of an indica, sit you down, lock you, lock you down to the couch feeling. Which I feel like back in the day... That was the feeling you would get a lot of time from weed. Yeah, that's like, true. Like the come down was always pretty hardcore. Yeah. And like you'd be good and stoned and running around and then like you would all of a sudden come down pretty hardcore. So I don't know what it is in Gorilla Glue that's bringing that forward. I used to just attribute that to like you have to keep smoking. Yeah. To stay up. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if it's. I definitely get that feeling. And I definitely can feel like that you once you once you smoke Gorilla Glue again, it'll kind of put you right back up there. Like it does have that kind of revitalization feeling about it. <laughs> I do feel like that, I don't know, maybe like because Gorilla Glue, is like it typically leans like sativa dominant for most genetics. Um, that's what they, they say. Yeah, but... right. But it always kind of smokes like just like a straight hybrid for the most part. But if not anything, it's just really stony in the beginning. I think it's really sleepy in the finish. So looking at the genetics, it's uh, like I said, sour dub times chem sister crossed with a chocolate diesel and chocolate diesel looks like it's mostly um like a crazy chocolate tie kind of sour diesel thing going on and then you've got uh that chem sister times um the sour dub sour double is sour diesel and sour bubble sour bubble is like a really crazy version of bubble gum uh from mm. bog genetics okay so that that would make sense. It's like a sour diesel bubble gum uh, crossed with a chem and the chem sister. What is that? That's uh, that's just like a chem dog version, right? Yeah. So no wonder. I it's feel just like that was just, just another so cut of chem dog that somebody was like, oh, you know. Yeah. Another female. So you can definitely sister. taste the chocolate in it. Mm -hmm. I think that's why. I like yeah. so, like when we were talking about pairing, sometimes um, I might have mentioned this before, but. Gorilla Glue specifically, I like with coffee in the morning. It just tastes mm -hmm. so good. I think that's because it kind of has a coffee taste or like a chocolatey taste, and chocolate goes really good with coffee. True. Um, and it, it also goes really good with tobacco. Um, that being said, though, not only is this our first podcast with uh, new microphones, and you might have heard Nate just said he got off work. It's because we're doing our first night podcast, so I brought some beers to uh, pair with the 
Gorilla Glue today. So I try to pick out a beer that's similar to that coffee kind of taste. Um, so it's a stout, uh, which is a really dark beer if you don't know. Um, this one here is a little higher on the percentage than a lot of beers coming in at, where is it, at 8%. Nothing crazy, Ooh. but it's pretty decent. That's going to feel good. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, it's a Fremont beer. Fremont's a local company. Um, in Seattle. They're really awesome. Yeah, down here in Seattle, kind of like you know, near Ballard. I don't know if you know the Seattle area, just a little north of Seattle. They, um, make, they make one of my favorite beers, actually. The Fremont, Fremont Lush, yeah. Oh, for that Lush oh, is really Lush good. Is so That's my it's, and it's, it's best I on tap. That stuff like, too. Yeah, it like, is good. The I cans are cool. To, right? The white, fuzzy cans. Yeah, dude, yeah. those are crazy. I always feel like it's a good treat because I feel like Lush is always best on tap, too. So it's like whenever I, I don't get know to if I've ever had it on tap. No? I think I have, but uh, I, I can't say that I know it's so much better or not. Yeah. Well, where we just had our that, that company party, they had it on tap. Oh, they got it on tap on the record? Oh, yeah. That's what oh, I was drinking. Shit. So, yeah. Anyways, this is an oatmeal stout. So they use uh, oatmeal in the brewing process to give it a little uh, more body. Some of those, like, oatmeal you know, proteins or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Definitely has a little more of a, uh, like, a weedy, mealy kind of uh, flavor to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, are you going for the second bong hit right away? I am. Is this now the Sensimilla? Yep. All right. This is now the Sensimilla. See about this taste in comparison. I feel like I'm being a bong hog, but it's all right. Get after it. Yep. So this right. Sensimilla. Word. Yep. I didn't want you to mix them up. I feel like you can tell the difference between these two companies, Gorilla Glue, pretty good. Oh, wow. Like, Rocket Gorilla Glue is so distinct with its just like extreme the, nug structure. The Rocket has way more stickiness to it right way off the bat. Mm-hmm. Way, way stickier. Way stickier. And it's, it's got always, way more funk. Like it's got that like. And it's a little more lime green. Yeah, it is. It's lighter. It doesn't have near as much better hair. Better trim. Like um, the Doghouse Gorilla Glue has a little more hairs to it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the darkest of the three. Mm-hmm. The funk on this glue kind of reminds me of Wedding Cake where on the. Rocket glue, whereas the funk on the Sensamia glue reminds me like it's more that deep basement funk. And I don't know if that's like, if it's just, I wish I knew the harvest date on this. I don't have the original package with me, but it maybe is just secured out a little longer. It definitely uh, doesn't have the same amount of flavor. It's not as uh, Sensamia and there's Rocket. Distinct, like if you were to load me a bowl of that other one, I'd be a lot more apt to tell you that that was Gorilla Glue from rocket mm-hmm. than the sensimilia one i think you, once you like <coughs> yeah smells not just based on the bong heat. right the other part of it is is the cure is obviously quite different and i think a lot of it has to do with how sticky it was because it took me i pretty much loaded the same size bong hit just now and it took me two hits to get through the rocket one whereas i just cashed this one from sensimilia right one so you, hit. you assume that the resin's a little bit a little bit more on the uh, on the rocket at least right so there's more resin on the rocket causing it to burn a little slower i'm getting more and lime. also taste tasted a little bit better i'm getting more lime off of the uh off of the sensimia gorilla glue for sure uh once i crack open that gorilla glue nug from uh from rocket it just gets super uh right up in that right up in that like just that glue chemical kind of concoction smell i know uh, mind if i open this doghouse let's do it i'm down i want to see what this smells like in comparison now yeah for sure yeah, I think what's one of my favorite things about uh, about the Rocket Gorilla Glue is definitely just being able to break it up and just see, feel how sticky it is. Um, this one right off the bat has a firmer texture. Like it's more of a dense, not as sticky uh, crystal structure. Here you go, Nate. Man, the smell isn't as funky, but it's uh, almost... But it, oh, this is the... Do you know which one's which? Uh, it's almost more complex. Right. My right is your... Uh, is, is Rocket. 
That's Sensimio. Yeah, Let me smell it. That's awesome. I really did think, okay, yeah, this is that, and that's that. Right. And I feel like when you, especially when you put all three of these together. Whoa, Whoa. sorry. <laughs> Trying to take a picture of this weed for you guys and video still playing on Instagram. <laughs> a crazy kid. And I kind of wow. feel like this, if like if Doghouse had like if, if if Doghouse sat anywhere between these two, it'd be kind of right there in the middle between like the uh, the smells at least for Here's me. The Doghouse piece to check. Like I'm getting definitely like strong epoxy from it, but I'm also getting that kind of like nice green kind of. Uh, yeah, like I said, that one's more, it's almost more complex. It's way it's more way more complex in that way. It's like more it's more mild in that in that in that chemical mm. in that chemical like aroma, but right. it's like not mild in a way that it's not even close to not being present. It's so there. Man, yeah. So what's going on? Can I get a bong hit, Nate? Or are you going in for the third? Oh, go yet? ahead. Go ahead. I'm, right. doing, I'm doing. I'm smelling between the two, between the rocket and the smelling between the rocket and the doghouse right now. Mm. I'm going yeah. with that rocket. That shit is looking good. Yeah. The difference between these two colors of this weed is just so crazy. Oh, I mean, do you have all three of them in your hand? I don't. Monty going in on that bong hit. What are you doing, Rocket? Yep. That's really good. It's got me thinking I need to do more blong hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so, such a like blunt aficionado. I forgot my first love, and it was I'm, just like this size of a bong too. We're smoking out of like a that, that, that foot know, like and a half, foot and a half spot. Yeah, diamond glass, mm -hmm. standard. So I got all three perfect. pieces in my hand right now, and the the uh, Sense Amelia one even has a little bit more of a pinkish haze to it. In comparison to the other two, the the rocket is definitely the most lime green, and then uh, it's weird how I think Doghouse, like you, we were talking about before, they grow their weed a little bit longer, creating darker trichomes, and so theirs is just overall more of an amber color throughout the entire thing, and it's definitely a way more dense nug mm -hmm. structure to it. Yeah, let's see if we can't get a picture for wow. you. Wow, that feels good. I don't know why that keeps playing. You got a brand new bowl piece for this for this podcast today. <clears throat> I figured clean. the uh, the other bowl piece was caked up in the resin so much that I couldn't even save it. Once I take a picture of it, the rocket and Sensomelio look very similar to each other, but the doghouse definitely stands out. Yeah, I could see that. Um, one thing to note too, I'm not certain, but um, from the appearance of the weed, the uh, when you when you're growing out a cannabis plant, the trichomes start developing, and um, that's where all the THC is. And if you don't let the plant develop to its full potential and and harvest at a Can I get some of the rocket peak harvest point, you'll miss out on some of the. Uh, sorry. Here, let me... I think that's right. Yeah, that's, that's the rocket. Um, 
but yeah, if you, uh, basically if you harvest early, the THC isn't quite as developed and they tend to give a little bit of a racier high. And I feel like with a strain that rides the, you know, fence a little bit on its indica sativa feeling, that probably matters more than uh, a lot of other strains where if you're harvesting it early, it probably gives you a little more of an upbeat buzz yeah. mm-hmm. compared to harvesting it late. And you can, you can kind of tell by looking at the uh, color of the trichomes under a microscope when they first appear, they are clear headed yep. and they start to turn milky and they start to turn amber. And I've always heard that you want it to be about 10% amber and mostly milky trikes. Um, so when you're looking at your weed, when you're harvesting, yeah, when you want to harvest it with like about ten percent amber, I, we've always done more, more amber. Oh yeah, okay. I think that that like, amber also like, is. Well, I've heard that it's akin to more of the, uh, I guess the, I don't know, the heaviness or the weight, the weight of the way the THC interacts, or even kind of like how much of the THC converts over to a different cannabinoid. Right. So, like, um, are you talking about ten percent of each trichome? Yeah, if you had amber? 100 trichome heads, only 10 of those heads would be oh, amber. Oh, see. Now, we would probably do, like, we would do, we would probably do, like, 50%, really. Wow. When we were, like, we were waiting to harvest. Because, like, that's what I was trying to tell a customer. I would, after growing for, like, two years and constantly looking at the garden underneath the microscope, I would be able to walk into the garden when it was close to harvest time and just look at, like, the hue of the buds uh-huh. and see, like, the the change from the day before right and almost had to, was able to quit using the microscope and know okay these yeah you get a general the hue feel of, of it. this of the amberness of the plants at this point and i feel like doghouse the way the color of that weed was the color of a lot of the weed that we grew okay yeah that's and that's kind of what i was saying you know? too is like it, it looks like that old school right like you're on your own schedule you're not worried about yeah getting it out there and just you're yeah. just making sure weed's good i think right. it was good that's how, just good. How was that? That was Cam? just good. It immediately hit me in the sinuses, kind of right there behind the eyes in the corners, kind of. Yeah. And just kind of, I don't know, just kind of right there in the head. But I don't know, slowly working its way down my back and, my, and like my neck. Yeah, it's, I definitely, my, I'm so like slowed down. Mm-hmm. Right. That was my first few hits after a long day at work. So I'm ready to hit this doghouse next, too. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to mention also when you were talking about, uh, so we're talking about as it grows, the color of the trichomes slowly changing. And so studies now are really reali- are showing that there are a lot of the cannabinoids are like precursor to other cannabinoids. Okay. And so like CBG is a precursor to actual THCA. Which you know, in THC turns to th or THCA turns to THC. THC eventually will turn to CBN. Even gotcha. And so, kind of tailor your high by when you're harvesting it almost. Right. Yeah. And so, or when it comes to extracting, they know how to get the most of what they want. And one of the latest studies on cannabinoids, because and so right now the whole where studying is going is trying to isolate cannabinoids and then see what they do, and then right. see what they do with, in conjunction with other cannabinoids, and then see what they do with in conjunction with other terpenes and it's just i mean it's a whole there's so many combinations friggin' billion combinations of yeah. things that you're going to be able to end up figuring out to do and that's why pretty soon you're going to see cialis with terpene fortified and cbd enhanced <laughs> right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you're right. going to start seeing this shit like that because it's going to help it out if if that's not already what they're doing because i don't know what the fuck's in a 
in a pill, in a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In some of these, yeah, I have no, well, you know, antidepressant pills that you just see commercials for with a thousand side effects. I know, I'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> right, exactly. It's all chemicals, right? But a lot of times they're trying to mimic. It's like nineteen things, like drugs. like the synthetic THC. They were trying to mimic THC, yeah. mm-hmm. and so Marinol. I don't know what they're trying to mimic in this. Yeah, Marinol. So I don't know what they're trying to mimic in some of those drugs. But anyways, um, so like the latest studies are. The latest one that I've read is uh, concentrated on CBG, which is the precursor to THCA, and it so it starts disappearing in the plant as the trichomes start turning amber. Hmm. So, in order to harvest that, there's certain plants that are obviously carrying it a little bit more, and I think I've been noticing it in in sativas more, and that doesn't surprise me because, like we were saying, if you harvest your plant a little bit sooner. You're gonna get more sativa feelings, right? So it's some of those sativa strains seem to be holding on to the CBG a little bit more. Yeah, and, um, genetically coming from like mm-hmm. a ten week, a twelve week flower. And it makes sense to me because to the studies six. are showing that CBG will help with memory loss during being high. Oh, cool! And yeah. the the really cool part is they're hoping isolated CBG can help with Alzheimer's. Oh man. That's, That's where the studies are really at the verge of right now. And I'm talking about, you know, three weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm on several <laughs> different email lists and stuff like that to where I just, when they have one confirmed study with no corroborating studies, I'm already hearing about it. And so, it's you know, it's really, really branded information. But I love seeing that. And then in two years, I'll see, then it's literally going to be like two years until I see another corroborating study showing, oh, we've, We've gone to the next step with it or whatever because mm-hmm. it's such a slow game and it being federal illegal it's still super slow a lot of people don't realize up until um shit, i can't remember when obama did it i wish i could name the year but obama so previously if you were a college and wanted to do privately funded studying on cannabis you were under the threat of getting some of your federal funding taken away from you gotcha and obama repealed that so you can do privately funded if you have somebody who wants to help you pay for studying weed for whatever reason Mm -hmm. you can do that without being scared that the federal government is going to take away your football money okay and so um that's a really big deal and that's why so many of these studies are coming out more and it's only been literally like that was one of the last things obama did like the last summer he was president so it's literally been three years Mm -hmm. of that and it takes so long for these studies to happen you know you got to study something for at least a year before right. you can really definitively try to say something oh, and then sure. corroborate it and then you know peer reviewed and all that stuff so i'm really excited for what's going to come out in the next five years and how more frequently it's going to happen and how many more uh privately funded studies are going to be able to happen at different colleges especially in such forward-thinking states like washington california oregon you know alaska you know who knows what else mm-hmm. my understanding was also once the patent for marinol came up uh, and it wasn't as lucrative just to have the, you know what I mean? Like the Marinol, you don't have a the patents over that anybody can make it. Right. Um, so basically, uh, as far as I know, the FDA then opened it up so that uh, you could study any synthetic cannabinoid um, or, well, they, they opened up applications to study synthetic cannabinoids as well as cannabinoid extracts mm. uh, for medicinal purposes. And that's a lot of where you're seeing the CBD studies are going down. And, um, yeah, so there's a bunch of FDA approved studies happening right now with medicinal, you know, whether it's extract of this Mm -hmm. or that, or, a a, you know, a synthetic version of it. But, um, 
yeah, I'm sure. I mean, if there's money to be made, the big pharma is going to go for it. And if oh, yeah. people are open-minded, then, you know, they're only wasting time. Yeah. And, and speaking of open-minded, uh, one of the things I did want to touch on is how open-minded people, I would say 60 to 70 and above have became. And I know oh, of course. you see a lot of like that age group is, is a lot of hippies, but that age group is also a lot of hardcore Republican minded people who never thought they would see cannabis um, legalized, who would never thought they would vote for cannabis to be legalized, let alone be in a store buying it and getting that senior discount. Mm-hmm. We kind of touched on that before, but it seems like, so now even there's a hospital up the street from our store, up the street from Cushman's Linwood, that is recommending a a very specific topical to almost every elderly person that's coming in for um, arthritis. And so we happen to be the nearest store that carries that product to this hospital mm. or clinic or whatever the heck it is that these doctors are recommending it. So we haven't been able to keep it on the shelves. And it's all people from a retirement home to the point where we're in talks with uh, Fairwinds of doing a presentation at a few retirement homes about CBD and the benefits of you know, all the different cannabinoids as well as terpene effects and everything like that to help educate these people who were really, really under the reefer madness, the anti-cannabis things that have been happening since the 30s. You know, they were fully, fully, you know, ingrained and tricked by all that, Mm -hmm. you know, propaganda to be turned around. and, And so educating them is a pretty big deal. And I love seeing that happen. You know, I, I'm a hockey dad and the amount of, parents and grandparents that talk to me before and after a game about this in the last two years is crazy like four years ago i was hiding it you know i was lying about where i worked at hockey and now every yeah these people who are old are coming up to me like oh we heard where you worked i need to know about cbd mm-hmm. and you know i'm able to luckily they're they know i know you know what i mean right. so oh yeah and it's also in the pro i would say it's in a much more of an open format for us not to be able cool because like we can be honest about cbd at that point um, because we have such a, yeah. uh, we have a, a a literal obligation to not talk about CBD's medical effects in our in our recreational market, right? And that's really shitty. Yeah, like, I hate it. Well, you know, there's it makes ways, sense, I think there's ways to dance but, around it. Yeah, um, like for instance, yeah, I, I agree. Think, it makes sense because there's so much misinformation and dif- disinformation that's put out there. Agree. Yeah, I not think, to mention like, sorry to cut oh, you off, good. but I don't want people to have a feeling like this is necessarily going to treat hill or no. like no. like cure something you know no. and it's just no, like it's not it's not a miracle cure and, mm-hmm. and that's not what i don't think anybody's selling it as um, some people are for yeah sure. they are no, definitely some selling sure it as that. well yeah but like and i would say mainstream is selling it as that more than anything with like there's a pretty big money grab going on with CBD right now in a bunch of companies. Right. I, I just listened to a really good NPR. With some of the kids having that. seizures and stuff, that one's huge. Because yeah. all of a sudden they're just not having seizures and they don't have to take more and more CBD. It's just like, you know, maybe 10 milligrams or whatever. I don't know how much they take. But yeah, it's cool. And they're not going to get high. Yeah, so I stuff like, like that, that is, is, that is the, almost like a cure, I guess. That is mm-hmm. probably the one and only almost miracle cure, I would say. Other than that, I always just try to compare it to taking more Advil than your stomach line you can handle. Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's that level. Of I've heard it has anti-stress management. effects. But, oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and it's better for you than a lot of these things. And then uh, that's the cool thing too is you have people that are coming in and they're like, "My doctor recommended I try CBDs because they're trying to wean me off of opiates." Yeah, and that's a really good. It's uh, a really good move. Yeah, and it makes me feel like that was one of the few times where I actually felt really good about my job when I was working there. You know, just like mm-hmm. okay, this is this is cool. I'm actually helping this person try to yeah. like. You know, not that it's a bad habit, but it's um, 
you know, it's just, it's like you're, you're stuck in a kind of like a perpetual cycle where you need these right. super strong pharmaceuticals that kind of deprive you of your, uh, your, like a standard of life in a lot of ways, even like if your pain's gone, that's great. But then if you're like kind of out of it all the time or, you know, <laughs> the bottle says do not operate heavy machinery for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So many people aren't their real selves when they're on opiates. Right. And so if you can kind of give them, uh, you know, something that doesn't do have a psychoactive effect, but, you know, maybe weans down their use. Yeah. Or at least, you know, curbs that, uh, that, that addiction or it curbs that, uh, that, I don't know, that twinge. That kind of, See, that's that why I said I don't want to th- think of it as an addiction if it's like a prescribed, <laughs> you know, treatment to a serious pain, but. No, it, can kind of yeah lower the the use a little bit because I know it can kind of stack up right especially I mean, as you build the uh, tolerance. Definitely, sure. definitely would be would be meaning addiction in a broad spectrum sense as opposed to a very specific idea of of what it is. Um, I I think that um, like my ex had uh, her her mother was a uh, a fibromyalgia patient and for years especially whatever they were diagnosing fibromyalgia and so they had she had continued that up with her um opiate use and you know not to say that it was any negative impact on her or anything like that but there was a, there was a point in time where she had to actually get off of it okay. and th well i would say cannabis and cbd specifically was her uh was her resource to be able to do that so nate was that the doghouse that was the doghouse baby how was the doghouse now that you've gotten that, through all three of them let's talk about it yeah i've gone, I've gone through all three bong hits now that one was definitely way more on the glue side than like that limey uh smell that we were smelling in there in the sesame or like yeah. you said or even the doghouse both yeah definitely so um let's see it definitely is like the reason I love Doghouse because it has that more of an old school weed taste to it, and it hit me right in the fucking forehead, hardcore. <laughs> and uh, all right, I'm gonna go in on a sense of me a bong here, a little, yeah, yeah. kind of just a little it was snap. Really good. We didn't. Oh, go ahead, continue, Nate. Uh, very tasty. It definitely hit me the hardest, straight to the head of all of them, for sure. All right, we got a kicking in. We didn't talk about the fourth vendor that we that we have on the show too. Oh we yeah, have the uh, the SPR Seattle Private Reserve, uh, the glue from them. We got their uh, their oil so that we could dab a little bit of that and make our terp Sammy with. That's yes. like how how can we have a terp Sammy without some strong terps? That's that was really loud, guys. It's all right. It's a blister pack. Yeah, it's it's open now, so it's we're good. keeping it real over here. We really are opening weed and smoking it. Right. It's I, you know. This is one of those freaky moments where I felt a little hair in the bowl. Now I'm looking in the flashlight. I'm like, did I get it out or not? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I hate this. Um, I like Seattle Private Reserve and how they actually label their silicone lids. It's not like a sticker or something on that. Like it's they actually. I mean, as far right. as like like uh, from a retail aspect of it, like I definitely appreciate. Um, Does it say the strain? Uh, no, unfortunately, uh, you had they, me half they, excited. I know they could, they, could, they could have taken one step further, but you know what? I was just I was commenting on I, I was I, my 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 level my standards weren't 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 super high at this moment. I tried my sample of uh, Bodie High <laughs> last night. Ooh, their dabs in there. It does have the name and strain on the nice. Lid. They did they did go all out. I hope we carry them. See, mm. I'm using a regular lighter, and you guys are both torching it. Mm. I wonder. I wonder what that does for it. I wonder how much it changes it. 
Um, I think it eliminates the butane flavor. Yeah, I was going to say, so when a, you have a classic Bic lighter, that type of flame is uh, it's dirty. Like if you think of, uh, if well, you've ever taken a flame like, like that, like a soft flame to a clean surface, it'll like, leave black soot all over yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, compared so to torch, is, yeah, you're yeah you're inhaling that, and uh, mm, torch doesn't tasty. leave that. The other thing, um, the butane might not be that toxic. What's not burnt, however, the flint rod that makes the spark on a lighter, yeah, that's actually got a lot of really toxic heavy metals. And every time you spark a bick, it releases it's some of those little a whole little heavy metals. Of it. Yeah, and uh, I just tell, like, from what I've heard, I, I think that... Um, I used to do acid and do that over candles. I used to love it. I used to sit and just roll the big thing. Yeah, and watch the sizzle fall and on the roll candle. And roll it and roll it without it actually flicking. Yeah. And then I'd tip it upside down over a candle and just, it would just... Yeah, that's a fun uh-huh. thing. You could do the magic. same with, like, a coffee creamer powder. Really? Yeah, coffee creamer powder thrown on, oh, cast I, onto a flame. I think I've seen like, that. Whoosh. That's crazy. Anyways, go on. I'm sorry about the... I don't even remember. Oh, Oh, yeah. And so just uh, those those heavy metals are bad. As far as I know, um, they accumulate in your body over a lifetime, kind of. Yeah, because you never get them out of you? Yeah, they're just kind of there. So, you know, like they have a lot of feeling, like uh, aluminum and all that kind of shit, you know, stays with you. There's a lot of things. Give you Alzheimer's or something. Right, there's a lot of things. Like about once once it's in your lungs, it's it's pretty much kind of in your body. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but... I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to be smoking metals. No, like no, not at all. <laughs> like, right. For the same reason, you're not supposed to be inhaling that. fiberglass either. And like, like it's another. It's like I would say it falls into the same kind of category of danger. Like, I mean, it's it's not maybe not near as near as like uh, directly impactful as fiberglass, but you know, it's like one of those things. It's like it's still inside your body and it's not going to come back out. Yeah, um, that was good. I feel more high, but definitely I like the rocket better than the Sensamia. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me get on the let me get on the sense of me. You guys need to jump on this on this doghouse. Yeah, no. I guess I have to pack it, pass I mean, it back. It's like the real deal. I want to try that. Um, let's see what else do we got to talk about today, boys. I think I want to roll up uh, something so that we can have a little little smoke, a little roll, and mm-hmm. uh, try these beers. Okay. Yes, I would love to try a beer. Me too. I've been looking at him. I was like, man, this, this, I can't wait for this moment. And here it comes. Um, talking about beer, one thing I wanted to mention last night, I had uh, KBS, which is a Kentucky breakfast stout. It comes from a, what, I think Michigan brewery uh, called Founders. They didn't until uh, somewhat recently ship beer even to Washington State, but they have for the last few years. And uh, their Kentucky breakfast stout is so good. It's flavored with chocolate and uh, coffee, and they age it in bourbon barrels for a year. And it is really good, and it's on the shelves right now, and it, it's not going to last very long. So, you know, if you're into really crazy beers, you want to try something exotic, jump out there and get that. Super strongly recommended. What was it called again? Uh, it's the Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Kentucky Breakfast Stout. From uh, Founders. I go to a really good bottle shop down in North Everett called um, Tacos. And okay. it, heard uh, you talk about it. I've never been there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had it. We got uh, Cam getting ready to go in on this bong hit of Sense Amelia over here. Mm-hmm. He's going to try that out. I really feel like the sound quality has stepped up with these new mics. I'm enjoying it. Right. Yeah, I feel like this is a, this is definitely a big production increase for sure. You know, uh, I get to listen to you guys 
in my in my in my in my ears. Right. Yeah. We're wearing headphones now, like real people doing real radio, damn near. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I need to let y'all know is I'm pretty high right now. I'm kind of spaced out, kind of high. Yeah, after, I am too. That's why I was like, you know what? I want to roll a blunt so I can drink this beer. Just kind of like yeah, a little bit be, get in the zone. It's um, going to be tasty. Right. Again, if you hear silence, you know that's just because we're high and trying to think of what to say next because this weed is good. Yeah, I yeah. like Gorilla Glue. I think it's like a perfect hybrid. It I really is satisfying. It's more flavor. Very I'm gassy. Getting, I'm getting more planty flavor out of it. Maybe it's just... Out of the... Oh, the Sensimia? The Sensimia. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yep. I would uh, agree with that. Do you guys want to go doghouse on the blunt? I'm down. Just to keep it like... I say we mix the doghouse and the rocket. Okay. Yeah, let's do some of that. And then let's, let's so we can save That's some of the doghouse maybe for for some of the Terp Sammy. Yep. Rock house joint. How yeah, was you? Rock pour, house. Portioning out the Terp Sammy portions. Yep. Monty, Monty. is the creator of the Terp Sammy, so we're going to let him do it. Ooh, Terp Sammy's. Yep, Monty's got... So yeah, that's the rocket there. I'm excited for this. I'm pretty high right in my eyes and my forehead and my in between my eyes and my bridge of my nose. I feel really light. Like my limbs are all light. And you could definitely tell right when we first took all those bonkets, we were very, very talkative. And I feel like it's it's slowed down just a little bit. Is that that sugar rush part of it? We're like, right. oh. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely feel like that. Uh, the high from Sensimia. Okay, so after smoking the rocket, the rocket was kind of like um, like a really good like slap to the forehead. Um, the Sensimia didn't necessarily have the same kind of impact to me. You know, I feel like it has like a little bit of a whoosh, but not necessarily as like as much of as like an invasion kind of like like it feeling like it's in my uh, I don't know in my bloodstream so much. Feel that. So I don't know. I'm kind yeah, of feeling chopping like up the combo of the sweet. It smells phenomenal. Oh man, it's earthy. It's gassy. It's coffee grounds. It's like I don't know, like healthy compost almost. If that's a thing, right? For sure. Um. Yeah, like, or like if you've ever, you've gone fishing and you have like those fresh earthworms, a little styrofoam, kind of has that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And all that said with love, like, I know that sounds pretty rough, but. Right. It, I know you always have the greatest descriptions of things like, mm, I, don't, I don't know if I want to taste that. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. All right. Well, so, <clears throat> worms, earthworms, you say? Yeah, kind of like just earthy, earthy, very gassy. Earthworm Jimmy. When I remember when Gorilla Glue first dropped, I remember the stand that had it, saw the name, and like I didn't really know it was hyped until I saw the the girl's face who was selling. She's like, "We got that Gorilla Glue." <laughs> like, I didn't know I was supposed to know what that means, but <laughs> right? by the well, you're telling me this, I should check it out. And I kind of got that like curious, like kid in a you know, candy shop and I opened it up and it smells like, holy shit, mm, this yeah. is gas. And like, I'm really happy that this cutting spread around because there's so many of those cuttings that were like the elites that never made it anywhere. And Gorilla Glue has just completely oversaturated the market. And like, mm-hmm. I'm still not mad. Like so many people are just kind of over Gorilla Glue. Like, I don't know. I like smoking. It makes me feel fucking great. Good smell, good taste. Um, and I like it because it's such a good one to judge like... Right now, it's nice that we can judge three different Gorilla Glues. Um, any producer or processor that's got a glue, you can smoke it and be like, all right, I know what you're bringing to the table now. Right. Now mm-hmm. I know whether I want to get on the rest of your stuff. We're like, 
if they just got some crazy this or that strain that I've never had before, like it could be that strain that I'm falling in love with, not necessarily that uh, particular grower. So yeah, right. having a having a glue, you know, that's that's super abundant. Everybody's growing it. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Anyways, uh, this blunt. I don't rolled. remember when it first came out. I wish I could. Uh, it came out. Uh, two thousand fourteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. Would that's be like that's say. when I first saw it. I was gonna say it's whenever I was hearing about it because it was one of those strains that came out right after I first started smoking weed. Yeah, it was like super hyped up. Um, yeah, and then also it was like there was that that, that competition of Gorilla Glue number one versus number four. See, I never really got on all that. I'm, I, I was never just always even heard about Gorilla Glue one until the like, Rhett game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's probably well, I, that, and then that's you can read about true. it. I mean, right? Well, yeah, because you didn't start smoking until Rhett game. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never ever the... heard about it until story is like they had gotten like five seeds or so or maybe maybe like seven they popped the five of them gotcha. and i think one four and five were like notable right. and i think maybe he's got a couple left well five see yeah. i've always heard five was one and four crossed together that's what i could I be wrong on five that was Oh. Yeah, that's what I've always heard Gorilla Glue number five was. Yeah, it's okay. one and four crossed together, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I've only known about four in a time when I could be around people who were like creating weed and know around credible people, All I right. guess that is what I would say. I'm mm-hmm. cracking this Noise. Fremont. Yeah. I think we all should. Dark I think dark that's what time it is. It's too bad we're not drinking. I mean, it'd be fun to smoke some Dark Star while uh, drinking, drinking a Dark, dark star. star. Hell yeah, dude. Um, that's a really good strain. All right. This stuff pours black like uh, you, can, you can see through it when it's pouring, but you can't see any light through it when it's poured. Uh, the head is kind of like mocha tan. You're talking about my dick, Mikey. Jeez, this guy. This guy's this guy's going off, right? It's a nighttime podcast this time. It's hey, a little bit different. Right? So we'll we talk different. about dicks and stuff. <laughs> twist and talk after hours word then we can get real close to the mic and give you that after hours voice welcome to twist and talk after hours hey, you wanna, that was uh, just weird can I borrow that lighter again you're, uh, you're welcome in the <laughs> so Monty rolled up a nice little fronto yeah once again once again uh, what what type of leaf is this is we still on the Havana's uh, yeah, this was my leaf. This is the Havana Prime. Havana Prime. I love this leaf. I've tried so Havana, many of them. Havana. This one tastes like I think maple. It's Havana. I think. Well, you know, it could be like tomato, tomato. Havana, Havana. Yeah, that's good. You can hear Monty smoking on the mic every time. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I was talking about you gotta like, gotta let it cool down in your mouth first, and then you take it back. You don't wanna, mm-hmm. you don't wanna Watch right off here. the bat. Watch and learn, people. See, go to the. Oh, <laughs> we got that Redux. <laughs> All right, so a couple hits of this. This glue is tasting so nice. Oh man, with this wrap. Rex, you got to have combo, a sip of this right? beer now. Oh, this beer's great. I've already tried it. I've already, I've already, I've already gave it like a good go. It's rich, right? It's it definitely rich. has like that really um, satisfying, almost dessert-like creaminess. Um, yeah. That oatmeal is kind of really strong with that. I feel right. 
Definitely adds to that. <laughs> yeah, this beer Got looks good. Got up his brew. Oh. Yeah, nice and dark. This is going to be good. I can't wait. I think there's something about just the roasty flavors that really complement this Gorilla Glue. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it's got like a little thick head on it. Yeah, same here. Unleash the unleash the terps. You get um, you get that roasted flavor from the they roast the malts. That's why the beer is black. It's kind of mm. like how roasted, they roast coffee. Roasted malts. I love how you know much so much shit about this type of shit. Yeah, I wouldn't even know. I know about roasting coffee. I did that. Me and my dad tried to, we we had a roasting, coffee roasting company and. Uh, a company even. Yeah. That's cool. Coffee roasting company. And then that transferred into a coffee house, basically, where we had two rooms, the front. And this was like in, oh, shoot, this was in 98. So Starbucks took us down with the quickness. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah. it lasted about two Damn, years. you were so ahead of the curve and they still We were. No, we had an internet cafe in 1998. What the fuck? The internet damn near not, wasn't invented until 96. How did that not pop off? Because the internet, I mean, it wasn't quite, we were just a little bit too ahead of our time. Fair quite enough. honestly. Yeah, that's crazy. It was It was my dad. I was 18, 19. My heart wasn't in it. I should, okay. you know, we didn't, in the end. See, I love coffee. I should I have been the coffee delivery that. guy for the roasting company. Uh-huh. And he should have been the face of the shop down in Seattle. Okay. And we didn't do it like that. Fair enough. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Live and learn. Right. Is is really unlocking that chocolate flavor for me. Like it's um, I don't know. It tastes almost like a like a like like a not not quite dark chocolate, but almost there. I could see that, especially Mm -hmm. after sipping this beer, because this beer has a very dark chocolate. Like I had, because I had the beer on my tongue first. It's like once I hit that blunt, it just like it just kind of like it opened that that terpene up like right there. It was great. Yeah, I haven't took a sip of the beer yet because I want to hit it while I'm smoking. Okay. Oh, you talk about doing that whole like. I'm not going to dab marine or nothing like that, but I just definitely want to. I know. Have the smoke in my mouth. Man, that's yeah. nice. Nice so combo. Nice. All right. Um, anything else going on with anyone? Anybody got anything interesting to talk about? You know? Uh, so, unfortunately, you know, last week I talked about New Jersey. Hopefully legalizing rec weed and they did not get the votes to push it forward the uh governor and the senator are really working towards that but unfortunately the senate did not so that was one where they wrote it up in, in their finances up. and everything yeah but then it just nah, okay yeah I mean, yeah you really never know which way it's gonna go exactly and even even the people in charge don't know so the reason so one of the cool things about that bill was it was going to exonerate previous cannabis charges. Oh, man. They don't want to lose out that money. <laughs> that's where it got caught up. A lot of people yeah. didn't want to let a lot of people out of jail. Prisons are profitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. So uh, the lobbyists. We're also expensive, got too. So it's like, did you combo that up yet? Yeah, right now. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> Cook a cook a combo breaker. Mm. Oh wow, that's going hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man. 
It's tasty. Oh, it's such a good, such a good combo. The beer's a little bit warmer than I like, but I feel that you're supposed to drink stouts a little warmer. A lot yeah, of times, though. I brought them out, and I thought they could sit out a little bit to come to that like proper stout temp. Right. It's like slightly cooler than uh, than I would say the room temperature. It's like it's definitely like in that like fifty degree. I'm we got that a, radar gun somewhere. I'm not as much of a beer aficionado, so I have a hard time drinking them when they're not cold. They like they foam up more, I guess. They foam okay. up in my, in I my stomach. That. I take like sitting maybe smaller drinks. Fifty nine degrees on mine. Mm, that's a good beer. So I just took a drink of it without. Uh, Without smoke in my mouth, and it's good. Yeah, thank you, Fremont. I really like uh, Fremont does the Dark Star. They do the Kentucky Dark Star, mm-hmm. which is similar to what I was talking about earlier. They got the Kentucky uh, Breakfast Out, but Kentucky Dark Star is the um, <clears throat> basically a barrel aged version. They'll barrel their barrel age in like for you know like eight months. 12 months and 18 months or something like that. Oh, and wow. then they'll re-blend those to get the perfect flavor profile that are they those, want. Are those those 22s with the wax on them? That's what those are, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a really cool collection of those going back to like 2000, you know, I don't know, 12 or so, 13. Yeah, I see those all the time. When you do grab one, they're worth it. And they're kind of expensive, but they they're running like 20 bucks or something, yeah. but definitely worth the drink. Yep, 20 bucks for sure. They got one Rusty Nell I've tried. Um, that's a really good style from them too that I've not see it's hard to see it's hard to get some of their stuff's pretty pretty uh limited is it yeah which i think that adds to kind of the allure right right of if course you're, yeah you know you gotta like oh the release of the beer i gotta go down to the brewery and try to get one of these bottles limit you know one per customer two per customer or something like that and then, uh, but it makes it fun it's kind of like the old wee days you know when when they would have like a drop on some super exclusive stuff that you couldn't find and you were like, you know, you're spending that crazy price and right. there's no breaks and 300 bucks for the ounce all yeah, mm-hmm. or more, maybe. Right. Or yeah, 350. Yeah. It's kind of coming apart. So let's get into this trip, Sammy, as this blend's getting to its end. Let's do it. Yeah. So while you're uh, preparing that turp, Sammy, I think I'll do a dab of the. Uh, Let's dab it out. Let's do some glue. That's what's missing in my life right now is a good dab. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. We don't have the email today, guys, but uh, so you will hear maybe some of the torch in the background. Um, definitely going to result in a tastier dab for us. Hopefully, with these new mics, the background noise isn't too ridiculous, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think that also will be. It, it'll be fine. I think we'll be good. Um, and you know, it's authentic, right? So. Uh, to explain the term, Sammy, just give you a quick breakdown. Try to, try Wait, to explain just before this. we do that. Hold on, uh, you brought up the e now, and so that's a perfect time. We have a new e now because, as of this episode, we have an actual sponsor. We were given an e now by Cushman's Linwood, so make sure you go check out Cushman's Linwood out in Linwood. Oh fuck, I dropped it. The address is 15804 Highway 99, Linwood, Washington. Go in there and get yourself some good weed. For sure. Also check our uh check our check our uh like any any of the any of the posts regarding our episodes from this point uh to the next next few episodes. We'll be uh, tagging them in our in our descriptions. All right. Yep. So now, so now on to the turp sandy. Now that we got the business out the way. <laughs> business out the way. Yeah. Sorry for that, guys, but we're getting an email for it. Hopefully, yep. it's a decent one. I'm really not certain. We'll see. We're not. Uh... Yeah. If it's not good, I'll be earnest. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because it's not like Cushman's designed the thing. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you know, shout out to the homie, though, uh, Mr. Hotbox. He makes a really good email. And if he really wanted to sponsor this show, I would fucking love that. Because even, even without him sponsoring it, I'll tell anybody, like, that is the best email I've ever seen. And he makes them himself. Um, they're just amazing. He's even got this new one that's a flameless torch. It's but, called uh, Mr. Hotbox? Yeah, Mr. Hotbox. He's on uh, Instagram. Really cool dude too, um, just in general. Like I, it's, you know, I always talk about that vote with your dollar thing. Yeah. If I could give anybody money for a really nice email, it'd be him. But <clears throat> how much does emails usually go for? Man, I don't know. Probably like shit. One hundred and fifty to three to five hundred. Are you saying his or oh, anyone? No, yeah, just his. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know for certain, but I want to guess like five or six hundred, maybe <coughs> less. But I would. I would say like probably around five. So the one we that we have is running, I think, uh, 150 to 175 retail. Gotcha. So that's kind of where we're not too sure about it. It is definitely a... Yeah, on the lower end of things. Um, so Terp Sammy is an old school glass chillum. It's just a straight glass tube uh, with a pinch on one end. Um, it basically looks like, if anybody's seen what a crack pipe looks like, more or less it's a crack pipe. We'll show you a picture on the, uh, the IG and the Instagram. But uh, what you want to do with this guy here is you're going to pack it first with some weed. And I grind it up like a blunt grind where I'm not, not actually grinding it, but just kind of chopping it roughly because I don't want it to be just grounds because um, then it'll burn a little too quick. You want it to be just kind of a nice chop. And you want to loose pack it in there so that you still have decent airflow. But yeah, you only pack it half full. It doesn't take very much weed at all to get it half full. Um, once you get to that point, that's where it comes to be the salmon because that's basically your bread for our guts, fillings. We're going to use some uh, concentrate. And uh, like Cameron said earlier, we got the uh, Gorilla Glue from, uh, or just the glue, uh, to probably avoid those copyright infringements, right? Yeah. Um, so we got the glue from uh, Seattle Private Reserve. It's Gorilla, like Gorilla Warfare glue. <laughs> pretty much yeah That's some companies go with the gorilla like gorilla warfare i've seen all kinds of different boy the cat hairs are epic <laughs> love you atlas but your hairs i have two cats also so i can't really talk much i got a cat too and i'm allergic to that motherfucker right well, I mean, <laughs> Atlas has has the fur to, to to go along with the cat, at least. I mean, I feel like he doesn't shed as much as a normal cat with long fur, but maybe that's just me being a cat owner that you know, lives with him. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a biased opinion. Uh, <laughs> Atlas is the best. All right, now I've got the concentrate in the middle there. I'm going to cap it off with a little more flour here to be the other side of the bread. And we have... What's known scientifically as a Terp Sammy. Bum, 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 Terp Sammy. So, yeah, and you don't want too much concentrates. I'd say there's roughly, I mean, depending on how big you dab, I don't know, like four or five dabs. I don't know. It's not It's not a ton of oil. Yeah, it's probably two dabs for me. Two dabs for Nate. Yeah. Three, about, three about... for the normal kid. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then the real way to make this taste good, uh, you can use a lighter, but I feel like with such a direct shot, and we were already talking about how butane tastes kind of shitty, um, I use a quartz 
rod and I just get the quartz rod hot and uh, put, push that to the weed. And it's funny, if you give it a little swizzle motion, it tends to light the weed up better than if you just, you know, touch it to it. And you just got to be careful not to overly pack the uh, weed with the tool because you can kind of squish it down and ruin your airflow. Right. I hate when I do that. Oh, man, pulling on this without the uh, without even lighting it up, it tastes so good. So Cam's is over here with a decent-sized dab. Yeah, this yeah. only has maybe what would be a two or three of that size dab. Maybe not even. Maybe only two. Yeah, I think two <laughs> of that. It's a pretty healthy-sized dab. Yeah. Two of that. And when I'm, when I'm doing a dab, I usually like to test my level, with like the heat level with my hand, usually the back of my hand. Um, if I can hold it above, if I can hold it above there about, I would say about two to three inches above, it pretty much is comfortable. I'm always just verifying the heat. Again, I like my dabs. I feel like between where we at. I don't know. I don't think the laser thing's working. It's saying you're at like ninety four. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, a search for the carb cap. Always, it's a panic search for the carb cap. Yeah, everybody knows that panic search for the carb cap, right? So, uh, anybody do anything cool this weekend? Uh, I went to Space Jesus show. That was amazing. Oh yeah! Oh my god! I, I saw so you rocking the shirt or sweatshirt or something earlier. Yeah. Oh man, it was so good. If anybody wants to listen to some just really out there electronic music, check out Space Jesus. Super Space fun. Space Jesus. Cool. Yeah. That's oh a, man, that's a good. Uh... Oh, so fun! And then I got to go. It was cool because uh, uh, early shows aren't always my favorite because you feel like, oh man, what an early night. We're done. At, you know, it's done at midnight. And they okay. even went on a half hour longer than the set list said, doing a back to back to back where there's multiple DJs playing together. Okay, excellent treat. And it was still over at midnight. Um, but this particular occasion that was perfect because another one of my favorite producers, Great Dane, was playing at a different club. So we hopped a six dollar Uber, went to the other club, caught Great Dane set, uh, as well as this guy Crimes was pretty good, and that was excellent. I crept nice. up on side of him at the end of the show, and he was like giving people handshakes and shit. I was like, bro, you're a legend. And he's like, oh, shit, man. He just turned around, like, stopped talking to the other dudes, gave me a big hug. And then he's like, and uh, he's like, uh, I got a bunch of Grape Stain stuff. Got a whole EP of it. I just got to figure out how to, like, when I want to release it or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's dope. And it's because be earlier in the night. A bunch of what? It's funny. Okay, yeah. I was going to explain Grape Stain. Okay. So his name's Great Dane. Okay. But uh, he, he was, I think it was like his girlfriend or somebody would make fun of him and be like, Grape stain on the seat because he always, you know, grapes, great Dane, great on, the Dane beat. on the beat. Yeah, so there's always stain. grape stain on the seat. So he has like this little low key uh, SoundCloud right now is grape stain and he and he and it's some nice. fire and like really cool. And uh, yeah, when he when he's like, I'm gonna drop a little bit of that grape stain on you and he played a song, I, I shouted out grape stain on the seat and it, he didn't have to look at me, he just like pointed my way. And then it was just funny that he brought it up later on. And right. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, he was paying dope. attention. That's what's up. That's what's up, dude. I just got through doing this dab. It has the, it has the same kind of a. Uh, I would say it's a very much more of a complex kind of kind of head rush too. Um, being a concentrate, it's it's, it's obviously going to be a little bit more potent in that way. And it's uh, I feel like the flavor was a little bit more. I'm not going to say this in a negative way, but kind of like like swampy, kind of gassy, mildewy. Yeah, you know, Gorilla like, gets that right. Um, 
having uh, not smoked the glue from SPR's flower in a long time. Boy, um, it's good, though. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite smokes from them. Uh, that and their lemonder. Um, yeah, this is just one. I think, a, I think a phenomenal kind of like flavor profile for sure. Yeah. SPR being Seattle Pride Reserve. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, mind passing me that torch so I can get this Terp Sammy started? So we're going to see how the Terp Sammy works here. Right. So, yeah, I'm using a torch to heat up this quartz rod. Come on, just set that down. So he's got the uh, rod and the torch flame right now, getting it nice red and hot. This is a glass rod, or is that? That's quartz. Quartz. Yeah, I've had this for a long time now. Shit burns great. Oh man. Schmack. Yeah, that's that's like as intense as you can experience gorilla glue right there. It's Is like, it still going to be good on like, the second round? Oh, it's good on the fifth. <laughs> fifth round. <laughs> round five. Swizzle me timbers. Ooh, shit. Sure do look like you're smoking crack. It does look like you're smoking crack. That's yeah. the one drawback of this. It it's does, literally sure like does, a crack pipe. It looks like oh, smoking man. crack. Yeah, when my roommate sees me doing this, he's just like, I, I can't, I'm not sure I can handle this. I've seen this too many times, man. Been in a lot of alleys and a lot of late nights. <laughs> <laughs> it's all too familiar. Yes. You look like my friend Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's ready when you are. You just want to get, like I said, you want that swizzle. That point's probably like mostly concentrating. Oh, yeah. Man, That's it's usually good for five hits <laughs> with you two. We're three real heads. This shit might not last. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know what kind of pussies you're sharing this shit with. <laughs> yeah, I was smoking with the wrong crew. Shit. That was this this Sammy oh, yeah. was only worth three bites. Mm. I don't know, man. That's get, a head rush. That is a head rush. Well, you're falling apart over there, money. Right. You're falling oh, apart. Crazy. That's what happens when you start drinking. Yeah, that's right. Alcohol involved and things start just going to shit. Just getting wobbly. Yep. Yeah, I'm ready for a dab too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah. Whoa. Um. So, <coughs> oh, excuse me, Perp Sammy in the house. <coughs> so there's a uh, problem going around in the industry of lead being found in people's cartridges and contaminations in oil in the cartridges. And I think Uncle Ike's started with some independent testing. The weed store Uncle Ike's in Seattle started with independent testing and started finding lead in the cartridges and led everyone to believe that it was the processor's fault. Now, we're not sure in the end, was it the processor's fault or the latest uh, revelations in the story, I guess I would call them, Mm -hmm. Is yeah. that a lot of cartridges by themselves are have being lead. tested and have lead in them? Yeah. So Monty looked into this a little bit and probably can tell us a little bit more. 
Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, California actually just changed their laws, so they're they're the forefront of the situation. Um, and I think they changed it to where they can only have uh, it has to test under point zero five parts per million of lead to be allowed. Um, and so when they test the cartridges on the market, it said that only like five percent of them were failing for having more than that. Um, but still, you don't want to be vaping lead. And they're not really, and, and what's interesting, it's not just lead. There's other things like chromium and, and all kinds of different, like I was talking about earlier with the flint. You don't really want to be smoking heavy metals. Oh, come on, man. And uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of weird. I'm uh, from Flint, Michigan, different... man. I'd be loving some lead. Oh, <laughs> those flint, va- flint vapes. Yeah, I was raised on it. Um, so you got the, uh, you got these um, <clears throat> heating elements and such that have different kind of uh, metals used like nickel um you know chromium uh lead who knows what's in them and not all of them are using that but a lot of them are or it's saying you know whatever five percent of them are testing with that anyways california has a limit that they're imposing and they're gonna have to have everything is gonna have to test under that here pretty soon um or everything that's produced after a certain date has to test under those limits and i think in colorado it's 10 parts per million as opposed to the five part or the 0.05 i think it's like you know one or ten instead of five um, so Colorado's a little higher, but they have a similar thing. But basically what they talked about is, uh, now that China, because that's where all these carts are coming from, now that China knows that these regulations are the way they are, they're going to have to produce, um, you know, completely, you know, free of these dangerous metals, uh, cartridges. And a lot of it might just come down to the manufacturing facility itself. And they're probably going to have to create like lead-free manufacturing facilities because at these parts per million it could just be like you know eons of dust in the air from all of the metal work that's happened forever and so um i think that they're trying to work it out because it is it is a situation that's not good but uh it sounds like there's some there's some headway happening there Um, i'd rather be a zero parts per million you know yeah no ideally right i guess you just can't you know you can't eliminate lead (laughs) desperate search for the carb cap Yep. Round two. Round two. All right. Oh, the vicious cat hairs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everywhere, cat hair. Save Nate from a, from a carb cap cat hair. Hey. So, yeah, hopefully um, hopefully, no more lead in the cartridges um, sooner than later. And I feel like if they have to comply with, you know, if, even if California is the one that's making these regulations the way they are, hopefully that the companies that are producing the cartridges follow in suit with the strictest regulations and then, you know, whatever we're acquiring, whether it's that or something else. Damn, full damarine. Yeah. Damarine. Mmm, that's how you taste that shit. So those for you, you don't know what a dab marine is. Nate just took the whole dab down while the dab was in his gullet. He dropped the whole beer in there as well, and then he blew that dab out. See, I would just throw up. I, I yeah, I don't up. know what I would do. I would just throw it's up. Pretty, that's, that's exactly so what I would do. I am a puker. Yeah. Like high school, I had a homeboy. His name was Poop Loke. I was Puke Loke. Oh, ouch. <laughs> oh, man. That was us. Puking. So oh, everybody expects me to puke from doing that, and I don't at all. It's like the beer cools down the dab, and then you're holding in the hit, so that like, forces the beer down. <laughs> Damn. I 
well, I could do like a gulp of beer. I don't even want to finish this Hell whole thing yeah. that fast. It's eight percent too. Then I'd be all zooted. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna fill it. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be filling it. Yeah, <laughs> I got an empty ass stomach too. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> you mind? Uh, <laughs> if I snack a dab, let's do it. Here's the dab. Oh yeah. <laughs> trying to breathe. I can't say that I've taken Gorilla Clue this hard. This has been a fun experience doing these podcasts of just one strain. Right. I know. Because I'm ju- we're just taking these particular strains right to their limit. <laughs> forgot it was on I forgot that was on its side. Oh yeah. That shit hits. Yeah, I recorded that damn marine, so check out the I don't know if I'll put it on the live story or in the feed. We'll put see. Put it in the feed. <laughs> put it in the feed. Well, you know, like, what was it? Uh, yeah. Yep. Make it All a right. post. All right. Well, you can put it in the story, too. Yeah, check but... out Twist and Talk Podcast on Instagram. That's Twist, the letter N, Talk Podcast on Instagram. And you'll see a lot of the shit we're doing. We got highlight videos of what we're doing here. I almost thought about posts. putting a little, little uh, video of the Space Jesus show. But like this goes super good with a few blunts. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you should have. You should have. Blunts. <clears throat> what was it? I uh, I was talking to Dom, and he was like, and it was just. I think I was mentioning something about our about our podcast that happened with our story. He's like, he was about to t- he was about to tell me, oh, you know this this heady podcast I follow, this heady this heady Instagram I follow actually does a lot of things like, and I was like, wait a second, that's that's your podcast, right? That's your, <laughs> it's 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 your Instagram. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's, that's it. cool. Yeah, so it's kind of cool that at least uh, it, it it's 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 blending in with uh, at least maybe right. maybe what people even would want to see, and definitely we're open to feedback and criticism because I think that that's that's how we're going to be able to grow. You know, we're only oh, for our, sure. we're only at our own pace right now, so you know anything that could anything that could help. Yep, I'm pretty high. <laughs> that beer's high. kicking in right now. Oh yeah, bad man. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's real. Um, over the weekend, the reason I asked if anybody else did this weekend is just because I like talking about myself. So um, it was a it was a it was a take care of myself weekend. But you yeah. know, <laughs> oh yeah, I just so out. I had uh, hockey. I'm a hockey dad, and so we had our state tournament over in Eastern Washington in Spokane, Washington. And just so happened that while I was there, there were people meeting for a cannabis union meeting. So it's very, very, very the beginning stages, but uh, they're hoping to legitimize the industry a little bit more as far as banking goes, which we've talked about in the past on here in a couple episodes, and uh, hopefully get some uh, health care and some retirement plans going. It was um, some people who form unions around the country. I'm not sure exactly where they were from. I didn't get to talk to them too in depth, but there were different people who form unions, meeting with people who are parts of unions in Washington State right now, like, you know, Labor Union, Iron Workers Union, and then the heads of different um, big cannabis companies all meeting together and kind of just talking about that. And it was cool for me to just by chance be eating, having a pizza party with the boys in one room and look over and see a bunch of people with weed shirts on and being like, what the hell's going on in this room? And so I just kind of waited for somebody who looked kind of open and kind of was lingering around looking at what we were doing and i kind of walked up to him and was like so what you guys doing in there i see your shirts and your pins and stuff and you know he let me in on what was going on and told me to go in and talk to a few different people in there and get some business cards from those guys and it was 
I guess I've met a couple pretty good connects as far as politics go or something because uh, the last few <laughs> people who were hanging out in there were the people who were running the whole thing and are helping you know change legislation in Washington. So I'm excited to have their information. That's pretty cool to just by chance run into. Yeah, that's and weird. then see Small that hopefully synchronicities. Yeah, hopefully that will uh, see some light in the future because I would really love to always be in this industry until I have retired, until I'm too ready to retire and have some sort of retirement plan that came with that. That'd be really cool. I'm in yeah, it for no the doubt. long haul and I hope it pays off. No doubt. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to have some more like, I don't know, benefits and stuff like that in right. in this kind of industry because it's really hard at this point to get a job with benefits. They're out there, but it's they're far and few between. Right. You got to be working in warehouses, new manual labor, and maybe a part of a union, which is that all was part of it. So how's everybody feeling off this Gorilla Glue now that we've, you know, we've blended and we've dabbed and we've... Uh, Terp Sammied. Terp Sammied and... Bong ripped. Bonged it up. I'm fucking ripped. Yeah, that's <laughs> again... The indica side of this stuff is kicking in a little bit. Mm-hmm. We were way talkative more in the beginning. I know the dab kind of picked me back up, like we were talking about before, how if you yeah. continue to smoke Gorilla Glue, you'll continue to feel the sativa effect. Right. So I was kind of going down, going down, and then that dab marine just shot me right back up to the moon again. So I'm at the peak of that sugar high again. So that's feeling nice. Um, how about you, Money? Um, I'm feeling spacey, just kind of like... um. Almost that underwater feeling. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Could be the fact that I'm wearing headphones, too, and I'm not hearing yeah. anything either in the room. Like, yeah. it's only yeah. my voice at this point. Maybe that's part of this underwater feeling. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like that. Um, body eye is good. feel pretty relaxed. Yeah. Um, For me, I can't <laughs> tell if that's the beer or the weed. Yeah, part uh, of me. Part like of me synergy. feels kind of a little, little, little crossfade. But, you know, <clears throat> anyways, I'm not trying to interrupt you. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, and my lips are just trying to stick together from that dab. There's like... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, me, dude. I'm ah, uh, yeah. I'm a little bit spacey as well. Definitely yeah. in that in that category of it. I think I'm a little bit crossfaded from the beer too. <clears throat> right. Um, going yeah, through. I, I, my my stomach wasn't the fullest either coming into this. So you know, I just ate. Feel... I've only drank like half of this thing though. Too. Me? <laughs> I feel like I've drank a good two thirds of it. I downed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one shot. Yeah. yeah, I took a couple sips with that blunt, and then said, "Yeah, that's a damarine because it's gonna be tasty." So, uh, does anybody have any recommendations? You said, "Who was it? Who'd you go see again?" Oh, Space, Space Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool you shit to listen that. to. I mean, yeah, it was a sold out show. It was no, fun. I just it's mean, fun. You know, yeah. look them up fun on music. SoundCloud. Yeah, Space Jesus, fun. Space Jesus. Buku, or... he he threw down to B U K U. All right. That dude was killer. He opened up. They did that back to back. God, that was so good. Also, yeah, the um Buku's gonna be at uh the Meltdown Festival. If anybody likes to get wavy for fucking four days. Mm. Yeah, Meltdown is fun. Yeah. Um Meltdown Festival happens up in Darrington, which is like, I don't know, an hour and a half north of Seattle. Um excellent, excellent festival. It's uh it's camping just like in the woods. Yeah, and camping really, festival. Yeah, really diverse music. This year it's super electronic heavy, which the older crowd that's been going for years, I don't think that They're that's done. yeah, I don't think that's probably it's their favorite. But I'm super excited about it. And it's not They're trying all to turn that, this but... into some like in the woods and mountains Coachella type shit. Mm, yeah, you know, like trying know. to make it to think. Because who who took it over now? 
Oh, I don't know. One of the big event companies. Yeah. I can't say which because I would probably fuck it up. But yeah, right. they sold. The, I knew one of the big companies took it over. <laughs> yeah, so. originally it was. It a used to be festival. old like hippie fest. Not, I wouldn't say hippie, but like pretty sure it was Flow Motions Festival. It was Flow Motions Festival. I was just trying to think of what type of people were there, like hippie slash folk music slash kind of like jam band, jam band fish style. Yeah. New Age, Grateful Dead type people, mm, right? You know, and then it was that, yeah, it was their festival, and then just gathering blew at the end of the years. summer in in the woods, two hours away from Seattle, and it yeah. was a lot, a lot of fun. You just would camp in there, and music basically would never stop between people performing actually on stage who were scheduled, and then just makeshift performances in the woods that right. people would like just jump Goop, on the back of a pickup pop, truck, pop-ups and yeah. People just like turn the back of their pickup truck into a stage, and now they got music at four a.m. going. God, some tambourines so and fun. some banjos. There's a there's a river you can go down to and like float around. And yeah, a bunch of hippies washing their balls in the river. <laughs> You're not, a, yeah, with they some Doctor Bronner. They tell you not to. They got a dope ass <laughs> shower. It's like this crazy tent thing. Yeah, I don't know. In two thousand three, I don't know if they had that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was dope. I saw Bass Nectar there last year. It was cool. Um, but yeah, this year too, my favorite artist G Jones and uh, the Polish Ambassador are gonna be there. That's gonna be fun. Oh man! Oh man! That's I'm so excited. That should be wild. It's ridiculous. It's out of control. How about you, Cam? You got any recommendations? You seen any cool movies lately? Done What's anything? It? Yeah, I did. What was it? I watched The Dirt on Netflix. It's all about Motley Crue. Oh, oh shit! I yeah. know, oh, right? It's pretty wild. Uh, I don't know if you guys are how familiar you are with Motley Crue or not. I'm sure fairly um <clears throat> but basically it's a uh, it's based on a book that i don't know they didn't list what book it was but jeff tremaine directed it so if you guys are familiar with jeff that. tremaine jeff tremaine did jackass and okay. wild boys he also okay. did, i guess he did a few other things too but he directed this one I thought you were gonna say it's based on a band and then you said book it's like uh wait what like the story, i don't know if you story, know much about motley crew are we maybe, talking about the same thing maybe the storyline of the book is based off of a oh, oh, so the storyline story of the movie about is based a band on it's a movie about a book about a band yeah it's a movie about a book about a band <laughs> motley crew not to be confused with like you know the motorcycle crew you, called you, motley crew you know of course yeah yeah this is hair metal um yeah yeah of course yeah yeah pretty great i don't know i think i think it covers the stories pretty well right on i've, I've yeah, also yeah. like read the the heroin diaries from from nikki six and stuff like that too so that's kind of cool to see the uh um a little bit of the uh i don't know maybe the, like a like, like a photo, portrayal of it yeah portrayal of the way that's kind of being like i guess the way that was i saw they made a movie about the band mayhem i don't know I, I, I think know, it's man. released in like select theaters, but that I'm a hip hop head just in case. So I'm not about Okay, yeah. Know. Mayhem is the craziest shit. It's like some I don't know where they're from, like Norway or just some crazy shadow, <clears> like maybe somewhere in Europe. But um one guy like killed the other band member and oh, started shit. wearing like skull necklaces and shit from him and like ate some of his brains for yeah. power or something like that. Like was oh, burning yeah. down churches. Oh man, that's uh, white people talk, rock music. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got way too crazy about it. So about, this is on what? Sunday night. Yeah, this no. is on what? This is on they Netflix. Made, I don't, I don't know what this no? is. It's some new. No, and this, oh, is, this, this movie so. just came out. I don't even know what it's called, but I'm pretty sure it's a movie about this band. But even, even just, just look up the band Mayhem and just look up the history. Okay, it'll blow your fucking mind. Regardless of whatever movie they yeah. made, like just look like, up smoke Mayhem blunt the and band. look up Mayhem the band. Dude, this shit is fucked up. Like, watch some videos. Took it way too oh, far. Dude, That's like, I don't know. Talk about taking oh, yeah, it way yeah, too yeah. far. There, I love it. There's a Hulu movie. There's a Hulu documentary that I saw about another band that was just fucking absolutely out of this out of this world. I couldn't remember what it was called. Um, I think you might actually even know what it, what it, what what it is. 
um, Monty, but I can't. Uh, I can only describe it as uh, it was. You told you you lost me. What the hell are you talking about? I know on Hulu. I'm talking about another documentary about another man. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I'm like, what did you just say? Well, I don't even know I what don't you even just have said, Hulu. man. I'm like, no, I got nothing to do with this. No, I'm talking about Confusing the Confusing thing. Like, like, like. <laughs> Gorilla Glue is working too well. Yeah. Unless I'm See? telepathic. Hey, I got that's nothing 100% so, part of the review after, right after there. After they talking, they just, they, just, they just forgot the conversation in their ways. <laughs> yeah. The Doors, um, the Doors movie was a good one about a band. Oh, yeah. So, you know, growing up around, around a bunch of like, Dope selling hood homies and kicking it with a bunch of people. That was one of the w- movies we would watch. It's crazy the movies we would watch that. <laughs> and Amadeus. Movie. How would you think watching it? To, I don't know we just got Amadeus done with is. a hard night of selling dope and we're going to pop in Amadeus. How's that? <laughs> the Mozart story. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mozart was gangster as fuck. Yeah. All kind of bitches doing all kind of dope shit. That's cool. Running the whole fucking show. I believe show. it. Have you heard his chops? Right, yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was. It, it's Robert Downey Jr. playing him. Oh, oh shit! That's Back crazy. in Robert Downey Jr.'s oh, crazy coke days, coke days, yeah, right. right. And he was so still it's a savage. A, like it's a. It's almost like as if Mozart is on coke at the time because he's playing him crazy. Okay, I love it. We used to pop that bitch in all the time. We'd be out running the streets <laughs> and then at night. At night, we would come home because oh, we didn't have God. cable. Like there was a time where we were staying in an RV in the backyard of of the homie's grandma's house Amadeus. and all we had was three vhs movies and amadeus was one of them and we that was the one yeah, we were watching the, the most VHS. yep that's wild hell that yeah so wild. go watch amadeus i guess yeah, yeah. Right. learn about mozart yeah right, right. it's a dope ass movie from it is like, coke years even, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh all right so mozart vice i think it's time for us to sign off boys yeah oh, i'd yeah. say so and uh so Check me out on my Instagram. My personal Instagram is Cousin Nate, C-U-Z-Z-I-N-N-8. This is Nate. And uh, we got Monty. That's M-O-N-3-T-E on Instagram. That's true. We got Cam, Deadmew2 on his Instagram. Check us out. We're always doing fun shit. And uh, I hope you enjoyed us reviewing the Gorilla Glue number four from Rocket Cannabis, Sensimilia Cannabis, and Doghouse Cannabis. Which one do we think we like the and the oil from Seattle Private Reserve? Which one do we think we like the most? Um, I think Doghouse wins in my book. It tastes the best. I'm about wins, to smoke some more of it right but now. But I haven't had the Gorilla Glue from Rocket in a while, I and think, I feel like it's improved a lot. Yeah. Like I, I didn't realize how good it is. I don't know. So it's a ten dollar difference, right? Yeah. So what do we think about that? Um, that really plays into the factor in my mind. What do you mean, ten dollar difference? Yeah, like so it's a thirty dollar eight or a forty dollar eight. Oh yeah. You know, if you're coming in with thirty bucks, you can get some of that rocket. I think that honestly, and uh, you know, what I mean? say you had forty bucks and you could come in and get some yeah. rocket and a and a and a um, ice cream ice so, cream joint from <clears throat> Lifted Luxury Line. Something I've thought about, like you know, if, that's if, a pretty good sesh. If, yeah, that's true. You know? If I'm but if I'm smoking. Because like, you can smoke the Gorilla Glue with all the randoms and then just pull a couple tight homies to the side to smoke the ice cream. That's how I roll. Yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get an extra, you get more to roll. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Depends on what you want. That's true. I think that honestly for me, I think I think that the, it's, it's either Rocket or Doghouse. Yeah, like definitely. I think that I think those are both definitely for, for me. Right. Um, 
But then you know, for the for the price of the ounce of Gorilla Glue Sensomelia, that's that's where things all of a sudden get thrown into whack because it's a hundred fifty dollar ounce. That's a good price for a whole ounce of weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is it's, really good. You know, cool. you can go in half with somebody and get the seventy five dollar quarter and be really happy. Oh yeah, I mean, get the seventy five dollar half and be really happy. Yeah, seventy five bucks for a half ounce when you split it with a homie is a steal. Oh yeah, yeah. that way that Sensomelia. Yeah, but that was like our least favorite out of the three. But still, at that price, you're like fuck. Right, I've taken that like talking about festivals. Take a yeah, take a yeah. zip of that out to the festivals. You just blow, you just blow blunts with everybody and feel yeah, like a hero, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they don't fucking know. They're not like, oh, yeah. I don't know if this is as good as the doghouse. Right, they're exactly. just like, fuck, this is fire ass glue. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Right, they're all running around for like twenty minutes and then laying down later. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, exactly. I don't think any well depends on yeah. your yeah, not too many people they do laying down stuff on these. All right, y'all. So I think we're gonna sign off with that Gorilla Glue number four. Signing off, episode number four with Gorilla Glue number four. That's true. Peace out.